Ayo, what up though? This episode of The Cookout is brought to you by random and basic sex dreams about your barber that come out of nowhere. Mm. Like, <laughs> like legit. Like I don't know where the fuck that shit came from. I have a funny story about barber. Cheers. Do you? Yeah. Oh no, I was talking. <laughs> when they be putting their dick in your hand and your <laughs> knee or something. No, I was. You be like, uh. <laughs> I used to love it. I mean, I, I'm the type that stick my leg out a little bit. I'm not even gonna I used lie. To do that or put my elbow out a little bit. Mm, I've done that before. Too. <laughs> I've done that. It's nice. It's nice. But I felt weird though. Like I went to sleep and I, I had this dream. I wasn't even thinking about him. Nothing. Like had this dream and I woke up and I was like, "What?" Listen, draws was soaked. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, I literally in my mind I'd be like, "Oh, he's soft. His touch is so soft." And he touched my lip when he did. Oh my stuff. god. Ugly. Right? I need to go where you go. My brother's ugly as shit. Is he really? I think I need to get one. Come on down, everybody. We can have a good time. We can talk about anything that you wanna. Cause it's the good girl. It's the good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. I ain't gonna lie, my barber's cute. Like he's a really cute guy. Shouts out to Josh. Josh, I'm sorry if you ever hear this. He's really cool though. No, he be laying my edges too though. He be laying my edges now. Yeah, that haircut is cute. He keep me together. So I, I was talking to this guy. He said something really funny about me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, bitch." And he said he was like, "Oh, I'm at the barber shop right now. I call you back. I'm at the chair." I said, "Okay." He knows me, so I know if he get a text message, he gonna look at it. So I sent him a picture of my asshole. No, no, this is what happened though. True story. The barber saw it and the barber was like, yo, man, like, I, yeah, I fuck around a little bit too. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes! Yes, what I said up. Come on, ho. Yes. <laughs> that is great. I love that. Oh, my God. It's great. I don't think, bitch. I don't think my barber plays at all. Um, if he did, though, I probably would do it. Gosh, I really hope he doesn't. <laughs> okay. No, because he's really cool. He's really dope. I like Josh. Um, he hooks when my hair up. So. Josh, if he sticking that leg out, <laughs> I think probably like when I first went to him. Um, the first like couple times I did that, and then I was like, okay, let me stop for he catch me. Mm. Um, yeah, I, when I be put my the, uh, what's the name of my face, the mirror of my face, yeah. I do that. You know, the little kids. Yeah, little you be smiling. Like, <laughs> Come on, Tyra. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Tyra taught me. Tyra taught me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You be trying to act all trade. Uh, oh to, yeah, girl. <laughs> <trying> to be. <laughs> I don't have to do that. My barber know I'm gay. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm sure my barber knows I'm gay by now. He sees my with my fucking Instagram. We've actually talked about it. He and I. We talked about it. Um, really? Yeah. That's I always make sure my barbers know because I had one incident where they were kind of homophobic in the barbershop. Oh, really? And I had to go like, okay, we ain't gonna do this here. Right. No, that's right. Get them together. Bitch, I'm set already. What's up? <laughs> so, These are the facts. Yes, Get I always together. have to make sure because you know the barbershop is. It's like, very, yeah. It is. I have anxiety too. behind the barbershop. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. Like I, I, that's why like I used to cut my hair from like ninth grade up until like maybe like three years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh, cut wow. my own hair because like, I had such anxiety about the barbershop yeah. and I wanted to stay fresh oh, on my own terms. I love sexy men, so that always. I mean, I, I think I think almost every gay man has some kind of level of anxiety about barbershops, but because mm-hmm. many fine men up in there. Whether to call them out, it's like, do I say something now? Do I stand up and be at this age? I would. I'd be like, you know, I never had that issue. I never. I had a homophobic experience in a barbershop. They they one, say shit all the time. I had one one time where my bar, my last barber in Columbia, he was like, his daughter was going um, getting married. She was getting married to a female. And he was like, how she's going to hell. 
Uh uh-uh. uh. We had a whole discussion about that. I was okay. like, okay, like this is not called for. Right. This, this, and that. You the know? Bible never says anything about going to hell and being gay. I actually wrote about it. You did when I figured out my barber was homophobic. Check it out, girl. Uh-huh. Oh wow! <laughs> so it was your it was your actual barber that was homophobic. Wow. Well, I was oh, wow. actually in the chair, and we talked about it and everything. I was like, you do you know how like hard it is to be gay? Yes. I was like, especially he was like how if guys walk around like very feminine or walk mm-hmm. around in like you know women's clothes, and he mm-hmm. was like, well, I, you know, back in my day we would beat boys up and do this and that. And I was like, but think about it, how brave does this guy have to be walking around in that situation? I was mm-hmm. like, you know. Just because somebody's going to hate me just because I'm who I am. You got to think about it. That's pretty brave. And, you know. That's why I love my cousin Pineapple. Uh, oh, Pineapple. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, your clipper's gay. <laughs> Touch my head. Honey. Pineapple, he serves every day. I, I know. Don't care Pineapple. what you think. Don't care yes, what, how he look. He is serving. And I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. If I, if I can just get an ounce of his Shout confidence, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't intend on staying on that too long. I thought y'all were just going to roast me by having a sex dream about my barber and we was going to no. move on. I'm Guess not. Jealous. We all sluts. Shouts out to... Cheers for being sluts and hoes. Yes, amen. I'm a slut in my head. Same, okay. same, same. Um, shouts out to the cast and the crew of scandal for bringing for no for um for scandal for bringing a potato salad this week did y'all watch the scandal finale this week i've never seen scandal somebody said something bad about it everybody just stop really quick did you guys hear what shamir just said no what she said say say it again i have never seen scandal Girl, you gotta watch it, girl. I, <laughs> these faces in this silence. Come here. Not even on accident. Not not a clip. No nothing. No, no storylines. No. no. Have you seen How to Get Away with Murder? Mm-hmm. She couldn't have. Oh uh, no, no, because like, you mm-hmm. you just don't no. like Shonda. What? She, what you she, she's say? not interested in seeing black what you girls win. I think that's exactly the lies. The lies. I just I started watching just because of that. I'm, I'm so like, upset with you. Exactly. No, I'm telling. I've been telling her for like months that she needs to watch Scandal, like because now you can like look at it on on Netflix and Hulu, and it has like everything you can catch you up. You can be a successful slut after Scandal. You already know. Once she's sleeping with a president or something. Hello. That's the only she thing made I know. A president. Oh, oh, say okay. that. Say that. What's, what's your what's your <laughs> shit worth? Okay. <laughs> it's um it is an incredible show, and like the the finale aired on Thursday, and I watched it. Did, you, did it make you cry? No, it didn't make me cry. I was a little. I I, I loved it. Only thing that disappointed me was the way that they tied up um, Cyrus's storyline. You guys will watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it disappointed me. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always been Team Jake up until this season because I just think yeah, I think Jake this season. I think Jake is sexy. Um, oh, God, he is. I and, don't even like white men. But. He fine, ain't it? Don't, it's those eyes though, and those full lips. It just does something. It's his to height you. for me, and oh, he's yeah. tall. Um, but uh, other than that, like I, she I, has I, no, clue. <laughs> she has no idea what's going on here. No comment. I think <laughs> not applicable. The only thing that would that could have made it better, I feel like they it felt a little rushed. Mm-hmm. So I think a two hour or ninety minute finale would have been more fitting, right. especially for such a huge show. As long as her ass wasn't running through a fucking hallway. Okay. Okay. What was that? What was that? Season five, four or five. I was like, bitch. <laughs> I, was like, I had to take a break. I was like, girl, this white girl shit. That was my least what? favorite, least favorite uh, I was season. For that one. The only, the only part of that season that made me jump off my couch is when uh, she got rescued and it was the old gladiator the um the, the British guy from the season one from yeah. season one man I jumped mm-hmm. up off that couch I yeah. could not believe it was him I could not uh, spoiler alert whatever if you ain't seen it okay. um, <laughs> you ain't seen it you ain't gonna see it by now <laughs> no we gonna get Shamir to watch it. you gonna watch it <laughs> if you say so boo <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so they put the potato salad, Shonda Rhimes, Kerry Washington, and the rest of the cast and crew of Scandal. Thank you guys for being amazing for the last 70 years. And um, at this point, we're going to kind of talk about what the topic of the show is today. Um, the topic of the show is going to be about struggles. Yes. You better do it. You best do it. Yes. I got a. You about made me put my earring in my nose, babe. <laughs> I got to give credit where it's due. Um, so this topic was not my idea. Um, I was struggling with the topic again, and um, Roger came in and saved the day. And he gave, me the, <laughs> he gave me the idea for this one. And so that's what we're going with today. It's my book cover picture. The book, it, while you, Ooh, while yeah. you grab your oh. waist. It's on the back, on the back. You know when they put the little synopsis. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should see this. <laughs> uh, love it. Right. right on the back side. Hey, it's Couture, darling. Give them Couture. Find your light. Find, your light is on the other side, queen. There you go. <laughs> 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 right, right. So shouts to Roderick for this awesome mm, idea. Thank you. Um, I doubt that this episode is probably going to, I mean, it's already been humorous, but we'll see how it goes as we continue to talk. But um, let me introduce everybody who's at the family table today. Uh, back at the family table for his second appearance. Ew. Hey, Dimitri. Oh, y'all. <laughs> My loves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, bitch. Back on the scene. Damn, fuck with it. Damn. Are you drunk already? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I had to drive my mama car up here, so we can't say I'm drunk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, back for his. This is your third, right? This is my third. Your third appearance. Yes. Roderick is in the building. Hey, Roderick. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> That's my radio. Like when I come is, on the radio. Is that your quiet storm voice? Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Oh, oh. Yes. I think. Did it just jump? Did it just. Ooh, uh-huh. let me, okay. Never, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you so silly. And back for the first time, y'all, since episode one, episode Cat on Fat one. Fat. Yes. Shamir is back. Yes, hey. Yes, hey, Mia. Yes. Yes. Chimmy, Chimmy no Churi, Chimmy yes. no Changa. Brittany didn't come the, this the week, old, so. The oldie but goodie, I guess, is what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I receive it. Uh, shouts, out, shouts out to uh, to Stuff Pepper, who's probably going to say, oh, you got the uh, your, your old friend is back on the show again. I receive it all. Old, <laughs> the old ladies throw the best shade, okay? Oh, okay. Huh. I receive it. Uh, okay, so I guess we can go ahead and get started with the show. Is everybody ready? To bear your soul on this raggedy ass mm. podcast, mm, yes. this raggedy program. Um, all right, I guess we can just keep it <laughs> really simple. What is Vivian's coming Vivian? <laughs> Jamil always says when I act like a white woman. Oh, is I'm trying to help people heal. You know, that's why I'm Vivian. trying to change my tone of voice right now and be very. I want to be a soothing voice to the people that are listening right now. I love it. Okay, Vivian. Cool. Anybody else have an alter ego name they want to, you know, invoke before we start? Mine is Tatiana, because yes. Well, you know my drag name is Chastity Vane. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, when that bitch come out, who the fuck she may be? You know? Oh my god! <laughs> so you have a drag name? Yeah, Chastity Vane. It's like, it's like where I got it from is like Chastity Belt. 
and bangs like Bitch, you bangs. ain't got a chest. Yeah, it's broke. It's broke. You know what's crazy? Is my is locked down. <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my really good friends, he's a makeup artist. He's been wanting to put me in drag for Halloween for like years, and I keep saying no. But he named me uh, Cassidy Blanco is my, on, is my drag Blanco. name. Yes. We should go on Drag yes. Race together and like right. purposely lose the first challenge I so we can lip sync against I each probably, other. Y'all can do the All-Star show, right? I don't watch RuPaul. You don't? No, I watch it when Jamil would watch it, but I ain't got nothing against it. It's just not no sexy men on there for me to watch. There are a couple that are pretty attractive. like With their makeup off? With their makeup off. Yeah, there's been a couple I've been like, hey. Look at that, no man. There was one a couple years ago. There was one a couple years ago. I think it was maybe like season six or something, seven. Lanasha Sparks. Um, and he was a Puerto Rican queen. And I, man, that makeup came off. I was like, shit. Okay, like, hold on. Let me give context to what I just said. I'm not looking at you in a uh, sexual way. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with drag queens. Love now, them. Now I want to sit here and try to Google these Lanisha Sparks? Yeah. I got to find y'all the one from this Chelsea new season. This how do we get on this? This is, this show is such garbage. How do we get on this? Y'all, hold on. Y'all know Miss Chastity. But I'm from the house of Boem, like Vita Boem from Tuanku. Boem. Boem. <laughs> it's Boem, right? Y'all know I'm from Boem. Oh my gosh. You're crazy. Yes. Girl, um, she's pretty. Huh? She's pretty. Who? Any fine? He's really attractive, mm-hmm. really cute. Um. Anyway, Uh. so we're talking about struggles today. I didn't take my rap off, so don't talk about <laughs> Your rap. Um, all right, so the first question I'm going to ask uh, for this show is what is the biggest struggle? That you think you've had in your entire life? What's been your hardest struggle? Uh, uh, Who uh, wants to uh, go first? I'll Sh- go. You go first? I'll go. All right. Chimmy No Cherry, go for it. What's been your biggest struggle? My biggest struggle was. Come on, struggle. Saying <laughs> yes. struggle was your biggest struggle? <laughs> yes. 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 You get, you get all of that STR up in there. <laughs> um, I would say it's when <clears throat> I was 17, um, I was dating this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, like a year into it, it became um, abusive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And talk about it, sister. For me, it was like even though I knew that the situation was wrong and that I shouldn't be there, I still stayed because yeah. I was comfortable. Because that person was the one that I could rely on, even though I really know I shouldn't have right. relied on right. them. Right. But because my relationship with my parents weren't good. Mm-hmm. I decided mm-hmm. to stay, and that was right. a five and a half year relationship. Well, four and a half year relationship. I'm sorry. Wow. So, yeah, that was pretty intense. Right. Okay. You know what's really interesting? Um, you would be really surprised at how many people you know in your life who have been in or are in an abusive relationship yes. of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and verbal <clears throat> abuse is no better. Uh-huh. I was about to say, like, I. so you've yeah. been in a physically abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I will probably say um, I'm almost certain that I've been in an emotionally abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else at the table been in a situation like that, physically, emotionally, verbally? I have as well. I think two relationships um, two. where we fought. Yep. One in college and uh, another one before college. Yep. Okay. We fought so, a lot. Um and you don't really think about it because it's I always thought about. It. I never thought it was like I was like a domestic abuse person, like mm-hmm. all that <clears throat> wearing purple, because I would fight him back. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, okay, bitch, I used to throw hands too. But then again, after I think talking to my therapist, she was like, no, she was like that actually means you were in an abusive relationship because he actually put his hands on you or you had to Absolutely. fight and defend yourself. Right, right. And it was like and it didn't happen just one time because it happened about four times with one guy mm. and twice with another. 
And it's pretty hard because you know, because you kind of just like, why am I kind of still staying around mm-hmm. you? What's right. going on mm-hmm. with me? Like, and then like looking back at it after you've been past, it's like, okay, what is with me? What is with me that brings about these people in my life? You know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what is it? What am I doing to make somebody even want to hit me? You know, yeah. or even right. comfortable to do it. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's mm-hmm. like, and then you still stay, and that's the hardest thing because you know, after your relationship and after you kind of like move past, it's like. Mm-hmm. You get upset with yourself because you know better. You're like, I stayed in that. It's I like, stayed. Why? I, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. after watching what's love got to do with it. Everybody was always like, fuck that. I will leave. Like, mm-hmm. you know? But until you're in this situation, you're right. like, well, your heart's what involved, am I supposed to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't see nobody else. That bothers me. You. It like bothers me to my core <clears throat> when I hear people say, oh, girl, I can't be with nobody to hit me because I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, so what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that the people that were in those relationships mm-hmm. because they didn't leave their week? Mm-hmm. Because you can never say what you will do until, until you're, you're in there. that situation. Yeah. You probably think, oh, that ain't going to happen to me. But right. when it happens to you mm-hmm. and you have that rapport with that person that you already let down, like all of your walls and you just you fully vulnerable, you don't feel like, yeah, I said it. No, <laughs> Ross, Ross. y'all are such children. Y'all, okay, y'all, I'm really trying. I'm really trying my hardest not to cut no jokes. Right. <laughs> we can joke. It's a cookout. Fuck yeah, it. Okay. Because as soon as she's, I thought it was, I was like, Wall. but you know, that's what I said in the, the, uh, that one episode. The black struggle. We know how to turn around. We do just make it. I'm sorry, Shamir. No, you're good. You're good. I'm saying we all know Shamir ain't got no walls. It's fine. Go ahead. The levels are lying, baby. This is tight Uh-oh. together. Hey, co-host. Come on, yeah, ride a train. That's what we should do every time it comes. Come on, ride a train. train. And ride a train. Yeah. Come on, ride a train. Train. You ride it. Woo, woo. You better back that thing up. Oh, God, I love it. That is my, that's my co-host, man. Every show, he shows up right on time. All right, but, okay, so what would you say, because I'm being honest, Excuse me, I got this cherry laffy taffy in my mouth. Y'all know what time it is. You look good taffy eating taffy. it too. Um, I look good eating it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all make me sick. No nigga hoe. Oh my gosh. Okay. What would y'all? Okay, so I know someone who's very close to me, um, who is in a very similar situation, and. Um, I don't, sometimes I don't know, like, what to say or do. Barring me, like, getting in my car, making a drive, and going and, like, beating somebody's ass. Which is not the right thing to do. It's going to make it more confusing, more convoluted. It's not the correct thing to do. Because if they go back, you'll be upset with them. Not even that. It's just, like, now now you're making them choose. Now it's like, okay, do I stay or do I go? But now it's like, now do I choose my friend over my my man? And I'm already struggling leaving him now. The nigga done already hit me, and I'm still struggling to leave him. Now I got to choose between my boyfriend and my man. So what do you say to somebody who's in that situation? Like, what do you... What do you like? What is you guys' advice to tell that person, like you know, to how to like maybe get out or like? Well, first of all, I can just speak for myself. I know when I was going through mine, I didn't tell anybody because mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't ready to go. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. me, yeah. I would just ask them, okay, so what are you feeling? How are you feeling? Just to see where they head at. Because okay, if cool. I just automatically come and tell you what this you is what do. I think you should do, da 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 da, 
it's just going to be automatically walls up because they could be feeling totally opposite. That's totally true. I'm glad she said that because that's the first thing I was going to do is like, I wouldn't say anything. I would ask questions and seek understanding and know where they're at in that Mm -hmm. situation. Because then like at one point, you don't know how far in the decision making process that they're in. That's true. Like they they might be telling you one thing, but in their heart, it could be they're long gone or they're too far in. And you wouldn't know that sometimes off of just what they tell you because anybody's people only going to tell you what they're comfortable with no matter how embarrassing Absolutely. the situation are it mm-hmm. depends on how close you are but they're only going to tell you still what they're comfortable with telling you sometimes yeah. you don't have to discover that stuff through asking them well how do you feel about yourself do you feel like you deserve this mm-hmm. do you love him how much do you love him do you think he'll right. be able to change it's so mm-hmm. much that goes i grew up in an abusive household okay. and, I, and my mother was with my father for I think the first 10 years of their relationship and I seen him beat her ass, wow. like beat her ass. And my daddy is, a, my daddy beats men up very bad. And so, you know, just think right, what he'll right. do to a woman. Right. And then, you know, to sit there and tell her to just leave, it's, I, I know it's, it's so, it's much more than uh, just it's that. So it's just, and, I, and I try to be respectful of that as much as I can. I always, you know, I listen, you know, and I ask questions and I, you know, always offer, you know, myself as, um, how can I put it? Like I'll take whatever like pain mm-hmm. so that they won't have to deal with it. Right, like yeah. so I'm like I'm willing to take that for you and, and I'll carry it for you if you need me to. Um but it it is very difficult to see someone that you love, you know, that much be in that situation because it's not even just like I'm like, okay, what if like he hits you too hard one day? Or like what if, mm-hmm. you know, you retaliate and you hit him too hard one day? Like what it's just those thoughts go through my mind, you know, but and you it's, know it's scary. When I'm talking to people who are going through pain, one thing that I always do, and I, I, I understand your standpoint, and it's very noble to feel like you can or you will or you want to mm-hmm. hold that pain for them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when I talk to people who are going through stuff, and especially if what they're what they're going through is something that they can eventually make a decision to leave, right. I always leave it with this is your still your reality. I'm your sounding board. Right, I'm your right. diary. Mm-hmm. I will take and I will call you and I will you I mean I will listen to as much as you need to me too. But at the end of the day, this is your reality right. and this is what you're dealing with. So you can only but do so much or support but so much. Eventually they're gonna have to make a decision. Yeah, this is true. I just I try to you know, and you're right. You are absolutely right. And I'm uh, I'm just at a place where I'm just trying to, you know, always put them first and be respectful yeah. and just like, okay, if I was in this situation, how would I how would I feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was in this situation, it wasn't physical, you know, but it was emotional. Like what I, I left when I was ready to leave. Like yeah. it wasn't really anybody else's decision. And so I just try to be respectful. And that's how that. you know you're not gonna come back. Thing. Right. Like at this point, like I'm good. Like mm-hmm. no, like there's no way that I would go back to that situation. So emotional, I haven't really met too many people that have gone through emotionally mm-hmm. um abusive <clears throat> relationships. How does that look? It honestly is a lot of like when, when I'm in a relationship, I am I'm all in, you know, so I give 100 percent my, of myself. Mm-hmm. And the one thing and I, I learned this from um, a good friend of ours, uh, we were having a discussion. I didn't really view myself in this way. But once he said it, I was like, you know, that's true. We were having a sit down and he was like, you know, um, the one thing that's really special about you is the, the way that you love people. You know how to love people. And so when I operate in my gift in my relationship and I do that. And my you love is then better call it a gift. <laughs> it is okay. a gift because not everybody can do that. Okay. Um, it, when my love is thrown in my face, or like, um, <laughs> you okay? You okay? Oh, shake that bottle, bitch. Yes, yeah. Did that strike a nerve? Did it strike a nerve? Girl. <laughs> it's um, like so. If I say to you, okay, 
um, when you do this, this is how <laughs> you could. When you do this, this is how it makes me feel. This is how I react. Um, if you were to do something like this, I would feel this way. When I had that open communication with you and you continually uh, not only push my buttons, but push me to the edge emotionally and then blame me for my reaction and make me feel smaller and belittle me um, over and over and over mm -hmm. again. That is a portion and a sector of emotional abuse. It's kind of mm -hmm. like it, it, it made me, even to this day, like I look at myself in a really not great way. Mm. Uh, it makes you, because I know that how I love and, and, and the way that I operate in a relationship is a huge part of my gift and who I am. The fact that I did that and, and, it, was, um, and it was stepped on and it was, and it was abused makes me look at myself like, okay, what's wrong with me? Like the fact right. that I was operating in my gift and I was doing something so great and it still like turned out the way that it did. Um, no sleep, like sleep. I mean, literally sleep. I would be like laying next to him. He would be knocked. I'd be wide, wide awake. Like I literally nauseous. Couldn't like it, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. But you know, this is what I learned. And this might be for whoever listening to this or just might be for right. somebody in the room. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. Sometimes it's just mm -hmm. nothing. It's just not the situation you're supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. And when you force something, it's like trying to put a screw yes. into a, a nail hole. It's like it's just going to be very painstaking. And eventually, it. you're going to realize that I'm just going to pull out, pull the nail, pull the screw out because a nail is supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. I'm not meant for this situation. Mm -hmm. Once you realize that, the pain goes away. The the doubting yourself goes away. Mm -hmm. It's just you're not meant to be able to cohabitate right. with this person. And like the the great thing, and I, and a lot of people don't get this, but mm, excuse me. <laughs> Thankfully, I was able to get this this closure. Um, I had I've had conversation. <laughs> the y'all are so silly. <laughs> you gotta find that light. Find the light. <laughs> find the light, girl. <laughs> All right, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> I've had conversation with uh, the gentleman I was in a relationship with. He's actually sat on my couch and looked me in my face and said. There's nothing wrong with you. You didn't do anything wrong. It was me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't get that. Sometimes no, it's hard to understand yeah. and take that in. Right, right. Like, why didn't it work then if there's nothing wrong with me? Right. But we're just not meant to be. Right. And and yeah. and that's the thing. Like when you sit, like I was in that situation for. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to date it because it get, it gives too much specificity well, to the person. But um, okay. I, I was in. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. I was in that relationship for a oh, significant thanks. amount of time. It was the longest one I've been in, and unfortunately. I didn't recognize the fact that I shouldn't have been there and I stayed longer than I should have. And the longer mm -hmm. I stayed, the more damage that I, that it did to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I would personally, I would say to a person, if at all possible, if you can, if you're in an abusive relationship, um, please like get out. It really isn't worth it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the the amount of you that you lose in that situation it yeah. is so hard to yeah. get it back. Yeah, it really is. Like you'll go through a stage, and I I did for a long time where like I know it sounds crazy, but I couldn't feel my own presence. Like I couldn't feel my like I wasn't Lost there. Who you were. Yeah, like I wasn't there. I was like who like what am I even? It was crazy. Mm -hmm. I hundred percent get you because when I finally got to the point that it's like I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not gonna do this no more. Mm -hmm. When I left that situation. That's when I came to the point. I'm like, okay, who am I to allow this to go on? Who am I to right, allow this right. all this to happen for so long? Because like mm -hmm. I said, it was four and a half years. So that's when I went to, oh, okay, I'm just gonna mess with him. I'm gonna mess with him. Right, mess right, with him right, because right. it was just like I was trying to prove something to myself that yes. it didn't need to be. But you proved. know, that's why it's so important to never lose yourself in a relationship yes. because. 
if you once you lose yourself, you start taking, you start being slack on accounting yourself for your happiness. Absolutely. And being held accountable because once you tell uh, a person that's in an abusive, abusive, <clears throat> abusive. Girl, am I drinking too much? <laughs> is and that wine said, hit? Yeah, okay, it is. I'm understanding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But once you tell somebody in an abusive relationship to take accountability for their life and accountability for their happiness, and they truly understand what that means, that means right now I'm in a situation that I can walk. Some, well, some of them you can't because right. some of you dealing with a crazy ass dude. These are the facts. Okay. Mm-hmm. But some of them, you're just you're just there because you feel attached and you feel like you should be there because you've been there for so long. And True. sometimes you just got to tell people, take accountability for your happiness. And mm-hmm. once that 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 ding hits in them, it's like, I got to go. That's like, that's go. literally how it happened for me. Literally. I was, <laughs> I remember I was like, he, I remember he was like laying on my couch. I was sitting on my living room floor, facing the couch, looking at him. And we were like, we had an argument and it was about the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like the same thing was happening again and we were going right back into that emotional abuse. And at the time I didn't recognize what it was. Mm-hmm. This realization has been like maybe three months ago. I was like, I think I was emotionally abused. I didn't even know. <laughs> and I remember sitting there looking at him and I said, it was like an audible voice in my head that was like, you don't have to do this, bitch. Like, it, <laughs> like I literally heard, you don't have to do this. And I, 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 I was like, you know what? You're right. I, do. I was like, I looked at him. I was like, you can go. Let it go. And it, and that was it. Like, and I was Tony, okay. <laughs> but um, okay. And and real quick before we move on, I don't want to like oversimplify. You know um what it's like to be in an abusive relationship, especially physically, yeah. when you're, um, like your physical health is being um, challenged. I, I, I just, we want to offer you some type of something, you know, to mm-hmm. help you kind of like see the light and try to get out of it. Um, it's not healthy. It's not safe. And no. it's not worth you possibly mm-hmm. losing your life or your freedom over. Mm-hmm. Because there are times when the person who is being abused finally does stand up for themselves and then they're the ones that go to jail or go exactly. to prison. Exactly, you episode of Snap. Right, yeah. right. So we don't want that to happen. So, um, yes. Um, if but, uh, you are in the Charlotte area and know someone or have been a- come on, boys. affected yeah. yes. by yes. domestic abuse, call the 704-999-9570. Thank you, sir. Calls are free and confidential. Amen. And that is the, the black ass truth. Know. I love that. Yeah, my boyfriend called me fat the other day and I almost cried. Just putting it out there, Jamil. <laughs> you know what? Y'all, he said my back, my back fat be um, moving. Back rolls. <laughs> back rolls. He said my back fat be moving when, uh, when I shake my butt. Back rolls. And he like I love it. that. No, I, I got that meme on my phone. I don't take that kind of. I, you know, y'all, I've never been in an abusive, emotionally abusive, or um, physically abusive relationship. I'm way too sensitive for that. Mm-hmm. Way, because once we fight, it's just like, boom, boom, and I gotta go. Right. Because now we just niggas fighting. <laughs> um, yes. Because yes. I don't lose. I'm too competitive for that. Okay. And then emotional wise, my most my relationships sometimes be draining because I'm super sensitive. But mm-hmm. I, it's like no. We talking shit about how bad you look or how ugly you are or your clothes. It's never no mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's just I'm just I know I'm draining. I what's know. what's been Roderick? What's been your um your biggest struggle that you've come through? What's been the hardest thing for you in your life? <laughs> um, a lot of stuff that I deal with now um, stems from my relationship with my father. Um, you know it's so funny. Like growing up, all my teachers and all my friends, even ones that come to my house, they all thought I had a single. I, I grew up in a single parent home. 
because my conversations were always about my mom. Right. When I had events at school, and I was very, I was a very, I was, I grew up in the hood, but I was a very active child. Right. So I did a lot of extracurriculars, but when it came time for anybody to come and support, it was my mom and my aunts gotcha. that would come out, and my dad was rarely ever present. And then I think once my dad started noticing my tendencies, my gay tendencies at a, a young age, um, he, I remember hearing him and my mom used to fight, and my, my dad would say, he's so different. And mm-hmm. once I remember in one time, and you know, my dad had a lot of pro- okay, let me give a precedent because I'm gonna tell you straight up, I love my father, okay, because he did the very best he could, okay, and that's it. But you know, growing up as a kid, sometimes that's just not good enough, right? When you don't, when you know, when you grew up in a situation and your father didn't show you pro- love properly, and then now you have a son in the world yeah. and you're not able to give him what he needs because you were never given it, um. So I had to learn that eventually over time. But growing up as a kid, I just felt my like, I felt like my dad didn't love me. I felt like he didn't care about me. I felt like I was just so I was I go I have eight other siblings, but you know, to the time I was twenty two, it's only been six of us. Okay. <laughs> um, but I always felt like I was the black sheep with my father and, mm-hmm. and because I was so different. And it's affected me in my relationship with men because eventually I didn't even really want male friends because through wow. my life, only wow. women showed loyalty. Only women showed, showed unconditional love. And David. Can I ask you something about that really quick? Because mm-hmm. I've never heard um, another gay man say that outside of myself. Um, I... Generally speaking, I don't really like men. I know that sounds crazy because mm-hmm. I sleep with them. <laughs> yeah. But like, so that's a really hard um, uh, thing for me to marry. The fact that I don't really care for men, but like I love men at the same time. It's sometimes hard for you to trust me. Yeah. Like, how do you like? Um, it's it's yes. you know I ha- I, I've I'm had there. to you you there too. I'm hundred percent there. You get it? Okay. <laughs> I, I, well, one, I had to recognize where this pain was coming from with men because, like you said, for a while I just didn't trust men. I didn't mm-hmm. care when people say all oh, your girls are friends. I'm like, okay, don't it don't affect me because I wanted that. Way. Right, right. But I had to realize eventually where it came from, and then I had to see the beauty and the camaraderie between men. Because right. a woman is never going to understand you Correct. the way another male would. Correct. And no matter how much you try to relate to females, eventually there's a stopping point there is. that women aren't just... And they're not supposed to because they don't have a dick. Like, right. So, you know. <laughs> These are the facts. I wish I had my own sometimes. You, you wish you had a dick, Tamir? You know, there's a surgery that you can... Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to get rid of kitty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> rid of kitty. Also, it sounds like a so you want you want both. Kitty. You want both. No, I don't want to. I don't want to be born with both. Guys, no. Shamir both. Shamir just said that she wants a penis and a vagina. She wants no, both. No, I used to say that about Sierra though. <laughs> <laughs> they used to say that because she was tall. No, eighth, grade, eighth grade, they used to say Sierra was a methodist. No, that, that's not even the right term for it anymore, is it? It's, yeah. No, it's intersex. That's the name oh, of it. Intersex. That's the name of it. That's the term now. Oh that, my God! That's the term. I'm just saying, y'all don't want to go through all that. How do we get here? Oh no! Okay, you know. Okay, I got. It. How do but we you get know, I, I still, I still do to this day. I still look at women as a sense of comfort. If I, if, if I see a black woman in the room and I'm nervous, I know gravitate toward her. I will because black women for me, especially well, women, if she's an older black woman. Yeah, same. no, not like Shamir. No, well, yes. <laughs> How about where the heck? Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, if she's a, if she's a female, I I know I can relate to her on some level because I have that trust with women innately. Same. Because that's how I grew up. But my dad's, my, me and my dad's relationship has affected me in a lot of different ways as far as like how I deal with my sexuality. For a while, I, I, 
I, it took me a while to understand that the love that I was looking for from my father, I was trying to get from men. And mm-hmm. I didn't, in, in, you know, in this aside from anything, growing up gay, you don't have your parents telling you, Say that. you date first and then you yep. talk to them, you get to you know, know them. It's all, you all, you're learning everything. Bitch, you better say that, bitch. <laughs> you're you learning everything it. as you go. Nobody teaches it's, you. No, especially being gay. So I didn't want, I didn't have my father's love that I, I need, the, the amount that I felt like I needed. Right. And then also I didn't have anybody coaching me throughout my dating mm-hmm. life. So I did everything wrong for right. a very long time. Right. right. And then it took me to have to recognize that you're damaged, Roger. Like you're damaged. Mm-hmm. And then I had to forgive my father. Like mm-hmm. I had to, and it wasn't. A, it wasn't a conversation because for a long time I felt like I need to tell him, like nigga, you hurt my fucking feelings. You make me feel like I ain't shit and right. all this other kind of stuff. But then I just had to, you know what? If he can look at me and tell me he loved me, and mm-hmm. and to this day, you know, give me a a hug. And I remember the first time I was like maybe twenty three. And my, that was the first time I ever felt my dad give me a hug, a warm embrace. Right. And it was so awkward. It was so long. And, and he whispered in my ear, you know I love you, son. And when, the, when that changed, that hug changed my life right. because I don't, I don't need to get it from, you know, mm. him anymore. Yes, yes. That, that, that is a very powerful thing. The love of a father is important. It's right. important. It's just, it's no other way. It's very important for you to have as a black man. Yes. I'm so like, I, I hear this. It's crazy. Like, and it's I had this. Bad. I'm getting it too late. I'm so late in life. No, it's crazy <laughs> because I had this when my mom was here a couple um, episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this and we've talked about it before, even off um, off air. Um, I, I don't have a relationship with my father at all, but um, it's not something that I feel like. And I always feel weird or crazy because I don't feel like I miss it. I don't. I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't care. You know what I mean? And it's I can see where it's affected me in some ways, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I crave. It's not something that I'm like, gosh, I wish I had that. It's just something that it just kind of is. Do you do you feel like that's a defense mechanism? Because, you know, I'm going to tell you, with me for a long time, I acted like I didn't care. I convinced myself that I didn't care. And then when I got it, I was like, oh... I do love my daddy. Like I was like a little kid. Like it's I love crazy. my daddy. Like I've, honestly, like <laughs> if if it is, I don't want to discount the fact that it possibly could be. But if it is a defense mechanism, it is so deeply rooted that I have mm-hmm. I have no idea. Like I don't even feel it. Like it's that deep. Mm-hmm. And so it's even in my my memory, it's not something that I ever thought that I wanted that much. I think the only thing that that I can say bothers me about the situation where it does affect me and where I do see to my everyday life is like there would be times where a lot of times most times where like he was supposed to come and get me every other weekend Mm -hmm. and we we all live in New York at the time so he had access to me and like if it's his weekend I would go home be packed up be ready to go and he just wouldn't show wouldn't call and so I would be sitting there like you know I'm a crier I know (laughs) It'd be like nine, ten o'clock, and I'm like looking out the window, like waiting for him to come. He would never come, and I think my mom knew that he wasn't coming, but she didn't want to, like you know, disappoint me. Mm-hmm. And so now, like I'm a big stickler for, like, especially my relationships with men. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, you, you give me your word, you, you have to, sh- and if you don't show up for me, you don't, you don't, it, it affects me. One question I do have for you is, why do you think you did, you didn't want it? I, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. And I, it may have, like, okay, so my uncle, my mom's brother was in the house. Um, and even though he was crazy and young and, like, he was, like, in his teens and his early 20s ripping ripping around the streets in New York and, like, being that guy, um, he still, like, you know, he took care of me, you know? And, like, he would 
there were some lessons he would give me that I, you know, good thing I was smart enough to know what lessons to throw out and which ones to keep. Mm-hmm. But um, he, you know, he was the guy that I saw getting up to go to work every day. He was like, and so I, it wasn't really something that was necessary. And then my stepdad came along, and even though he and I weren't close until maybe like eight years ago, that was still another example. Um, and my interactions with my father, I just never felt like I could trust him. You know, so I don't, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. Like I feel, I feel okay about it. Like I don't. I've never, never been something I've cried about or been upset or ang- I've never been angry at the man. Never. Really? And he's done some really. Like shady, shady shit to me, like unnecessary. But I've never been angry with him. You know, um, question. I have a question. Okay. When a guy does not come through for you, and he gives you work, he is he automatically cut off? Um, or or you do? Or do you automatically put him in like a box? It automatically he- changes the way that I that I view him. To me, it's honor. And um, if I, I need to be, if I'm with you, I got to be able to trust everything coming out of your mouth. Tell me the truth. I don't care. Hurt my what? Y- yes, hurt my. Mm-hmm. Tell me the truth. Like so. I, I'm going to give credit to, um, again, as I always say, every damn episode. I am very single, but there is a person who I'm kind of like conversing with a little bit. And one thing that I really, really like about him is how like honest he is. Mm-hmm. Um, for better or worse, we had a conversation, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, where that motherfucker hurt my feelings. Like I was really hurt. I was really bothered by it. Um, and we talked the next day, and he was like, I recognize your mooch. I was like, I don't care about none of that. You told me the truth, and that's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for that. So when you say you're going to do something, or you say you're going to be there for me, and you don't show up, and you don't keep your word, that it immediately changes how I look at you. Immediately. I'm going to tell you, I'm out of Iyanla Vincent. Come on, come through. When, when you say that. Roderick, fix my plate. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that, I hear that same little boy that's like waiting for his dad to come and waiting and, and don't want to sit there and wait and would rather his dad say, hey, son, I'm not coming. These are the facts. Then say, Oh, or, or bullshit you and mm-hmm. act like he's coming and never come. Like, I hear that same person. And the way that you're able to shut your feelings off mm-hmm. from being that little boy anymore, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the same way you do with guys who lose, who don't give give you, or who don't keep their word and make you lose trust in them. Right. The same exact way you're able to shut your dad off, you do the same thing with guys who don't come through for you. And that's mm-hmm. why I, I see, like, in, in a lot of us as adults, like, we 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 built up such a wall and we have so many walls that we feel like it's a part of who we are Yeah, best because we threw that other kid away mm-hmm. that was hurt. I had to like, I had to recognize, like I remember one night I, I had a dream about my father and it was actually while I was dating Jamil and I woke up three times crying. Mm-hmm. I had a dream about my dad. One was when I was a kid and I was like, and it was all omniscient. I was looking at, and I was looking at a little eight year old boy who, mm-hmm. who felt like he lost his father, whose father didn't care. And I woke up crying, not feeling bad for the 28 year old Roderick, but looking right. at him and feeling bad, but then realizing that that boy is still in me. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's in there somewhere. Right. And the more I forget about him, the more I, I'm not going to be who I am. Right. I can't, right. I can't, cause you got to be vulnerable. True. And that's hard. It's very hard. It and is. It's hard. I'm dealing with that now. That's why I've been single since, like, since Jesus was here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was in 2000, child. It's, it's hard. It's yeah. very hard because at the same time, it's just like, while my mom and my dad, they divorced when I was like four or five. And both of them now, they're married to different people for like 20 plus years for both of them. Wow. It's just like, 
I get upset, mm. and sometimes I'm saying you better chuggle up. <laughs> <laughs> poor Roger, poor. <laughs> I'm saying it. It bothers me that he wasn't the type of dad that I felt like I needed. I felt mm-hmm. like he wasn't the stand-up man. I feel like sometimes I'd be like, why is he such a jellyback man? Jellyback. I mean, what is a jellyback yeah. girl? <laughs> <laughs> you define this for me. Yeah. Yeah. What is a jellyback? Jellyback man mean he will bend whichever way somebody tell him to bend. It's just like... Jellyback-ass nigga. I'm, I'm like, I need somebody <laughs> that's going... I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I need jelly somebody bag. to stand up and say exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. I need a man to handle the business. Uh-huh. And I didn't feel like he he could do that so with him or any other man if you didn't show me that much respect by being a man in a situation then we had an issue Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. automatically a problem i need you to be a man this whole thing of always being this big independent woman and all this i'm tired (laughs) i don't want to do that no more i want somebody to step in and handle this right it's just like i feel i Sometimes I tell myself, well, Shamia, how are you going to find this man that can be this man that you want him to be mm-hmm. when I'm not allowing somebody to step in and, and do, do that, that because I can't trust them because I felt like my daddy couldn't even do it. So how can I trust somebody else to come right, in? Right. So I 100% get it. Um, D- Dimitri. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm what's been your, <laughs> what's been your biggest... Okay, yes, come on, so. Your biggest so. struggle. No, I want to say this. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I got to speak to about my daddy. Okay. Daddy. Um, so I totally agree with you. Um, a couple of things y'all said that kind of like hit me. What you said, forgiveness, Roderick. I think I'm kind of like at that point, just to let y'all know, since we're going to be open and honest at the cookout, okay. I'm in therapy. Um, okay. I've been to a few sessions and it's kind of been helping for me. So um, Jamil and my friends, when I say I got an appointment on Saturday, that's where I'm going. <laughs> so... Um, because it's like we're at a point where she's like, you know, you got to forgive people or who do you want to forgive? And it's kind of, I've been narrowing it to myself, my father, and an ex-boyfriend, the one I was in a bad relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking about, should it be my father? And because he did let me down in a lot of ways, like you guys said he did, where I was kind of like expecting um, certain things, expecting him to be there. He's promising he's going to pick me up, but he never do. Like you wow. said, to be the black sheep. Um, in my household, it was me, my, me and my older brother, the one I shared a picture with. I think you've seen it. Yeah, I saw it. On Instagram. Yeah. Um, me and I have the same mother and father. We stayed in the same house. As y'all noticed, y'all didn't see a picture of my father. He looks just like my father. Okay. I take after my mother. Mm-hmm. So he looks, you know, my father, you know, basically took him in. That was his golden child. Mm. And I was the black sheep. Um, Got you. And that's been, like, the biggest struggle for me. Just like what you say, I want to point on that, where he was like, I don't feel like I care. I'm like, fuck that. Nothing, you know, affects me anymore. Until I started noticing it really do. Um, just a backstory on where my father's let me down. Um, my father did not come to my senior high school graduation. Mm. That was... Same. That was, like... And the thing is, because I told Mine him... didn't come to my college. Child, and the thing is, I told my mother not to invite him. Girl, I think I'm about to get emotional. I told y'all. I knew it. But he didn't come because he was going to my younger brother's baseball game. And I'm like, okay. My little younger brother, his mother's kind of not shit either. But still, I'm like, nigga, this is my day. Graduation. Um, But why I didn't tell my mother to invite my father? Maybe a few months earlier, my father got married, and I wasn't invited to the wedding. Oh, wow. I figured That's out leaving, I figured out oh, leaving school. 
I called him, went off. I'm like, you know what? You, you know, like, you basically settled this, this, and that. I am, mm-hmm. I'm done with you. Right. I wasn't going to invite him to my high school graduation, but my mother and sister, because they kind of, like, raised me. Mm-hmm. They was like, you know what, Dimitri, we're going to invite your father, this, this, and that. So, you know, at the end of the day, I was kind of happy, like, you know, shit, my family's here. All my mother's side, my older brother, my daddy about to come down. Right, right. Bitch, I got a fucking phone call. That day, he was like, I'm not going to be able to make I'm it. I'm at a baseball this, this, game. And, that. and I'm just like... At least you got a phone call. But my feelings were so fucking hurt. Yeah. I never, right. you, know, I, you know, I played it off. I pushed off like, you know what? Whatever, this is my day, mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah. You're boss. You know, whatever. But you feel that, that shit really hurt, hurt my feelings. And him to not invite my, me to his wedding, that hurt my feelings. And mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that's this nigga up. really did some fucked up shit. And that's why um, recently my sister's stepmother passed away. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I saw, like, my father's side. I don't go to Hartsville because only my father's side is there. Right. I don't talk to anybody on my father's side because I was always that black sheep of the person. I don't know mm-hmm. whether it was I was gay, but just somehow they just right. did not accept me or really just treat me like family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest thing because mm-hmm. growing up, you know, I always heard the word faggot. You know, I was called faggot, like you said, before I even knew what nigga was, honestly. Wow. So Same. Just, it's wow. Word up. Especially, like, by relatives. Um, word up. Like, my older brother, the one who, um, I think, like I said, the reason I was in therapy the first time, because me and my older brother didn't get along. Being in the household, he constantly called me faggot, this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of a little hurtful. I went through a lot of shit, which I really didn't realize until therapy. Right. Black people go to therapy. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's the place. Oh, we going to talk about that. That's on list. Trust it's me. it's kind of like, you know, like a lot of shit is where, bringing it back where I said rock with forgiveness, it's like... Should I forgive him? Because mm-hmm. my mother just asked me the other day. She's like, Dimitri, what do you want him to say to you to make it be all good? And I just want him to be like, you know what? I'm sorry I did this. I fucked up. This, this, and that. But I'm not going to get that from him. Because this is kind of yeah. the person he is. Right. Granted, when we, you know, I just saw him yesterday. When we were around each other, we get along. But it's still like, it's still I still there. have to like, feel like I have to do things to kind of like get your approval. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like. I still feel treated second class, right. you know, to my younger brothers and sisters, which granted, you know, they're still in high school, whatever, still treat them like that. But it's like, I still have to beg for attention or like to beg you to help me out. Like, so, and I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. So you, are, you, are you wanting your dad to be a little bit more open between with I, you and, or a little bit more vulnerable with you? I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with y'all, because... That's real. My father, he, my other brothers... Like mm-hmm. I have, I think my father, my father has nine kids. Holy God! I'm the fourth. Oh, my dad got eight. Laying it low and spreading it wide, mm-hmm. as they say. He was a Rolling Stone, honey. So Clearly, the other ones older than me, they kind of probably feel the same way about this, this, and that. And so I think mm-hmm. that's where, like you said, like I kind of don't trust people. I don't know how to ask for help mm-hmm. because right, right. of my father. And you know, my mother being a single parent, I'm the youngest of my mother three, so it's like I don't know how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I only know how to just do shit myself. Mm-hmm. If I can't do it, my mother can't help me. Nobody yeah. else. So it's kind of like that's yeah. what I, yeah. And yeah. I think that all comes from my father because he never was like there. Like my mother was single parent. Like my mother would probably like, I like about to get cut off some shit. Like, but he don't want to give us like $500, you know, because, you know, she that back and he don't want to give us $500. So my ass fucking 12 and probably like 13 years old, I'm in the house arguing with my father. Like, yo, help her out. Mm-hmm. This is not, you got two kids, but this man did not want to do Your this. children live Let here. Let me tell you something. Your children live here. If nothing else, your kids live here. And this is always a hard pill for people to swallow, but whatever you're getting from your dad, the day you stop expecting getting more than what you're getting now is the day you'll finally be able to forgive him. Right. You be- know, because when I wow. see Dr. Oz 
funny. You know what's <laughs> crazy? What's no? Doc Good. Phil. Yeah, Phil. That's it. Now you know what's crazy though, like that. That point you just made, and I this. This is probably why, and this is the first time I thought of this. This is probably why I don't really have an issue. I I don't have an issue with um with forgiveness. Is because like I've I haven't expected anything from my father since I was that kid waiting for him to show up. Like I don't expect anything from him at all. So I'm not. So there's no forgiveness to be given, and I I don't really. Child, I don't know. But you know, but let me tell you, if there's animosity there, or if there's a certain, if there's. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, if with Dimitri's situation, yeah. if there's like that feeling there, because it's different when he's not been there at all, and then when he's been there and distant. I dealt with the father that was there, but it Got wasn't it. there. That is different. I didn't deal with the father that had never was there at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. once you stop expecting anything outside of what he's giving you already, that's when you're gonna able you're gonna able to be you're gonna be able to just accept him for who he is. And love him just for the fact that he's your father. Right. And because of him, you're here. Yeah. And be able to take advantage of whatever the relationship is that y'all have. Because it's obviously not going to be, my son, love you so much. This is my boy. It's never going to be that. But it can be something good if you just allow him to be himself and you just be you. Just be you. You know what I'm saying? And if you know, if it's, if it's a phone call every other month, then that's what it is. At this point in my life, my relationship has never been better with my father. Me and my father talk maybe every three months, mm-hmm. you know, on the phone. But I love my father. I will right. drop everything going on. And I, did, I wasn't there five years ago. But that's because I just stopped. I stopped giving him these expectations to be this this great. I stopped, I stopped looking oh, and thinking my daddy to be Bill Cosby. Right, right. Because okay. that's my that's right, not my father. Right. That's right. not who he is, and and because it, you know it's all a lot of times it's not because he don't want to be or he hates you or he don't think you're worthy. He just don't know how to love I'm you. I'm about to say my daddy. He does. He did. Bill Cosby. He does. Okay. I'm about to say was it Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Okay, Uncle Phil. I'm gonna change it. I'll Uncle take Phil. Uncle Phil. I'll take him. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm. So there with you because it's just like with my daddy. It was just like I wanted this man. I wanted this. I wanted this man just to come home, take care of business. Mm-hmm. Just you know what I'm saying, just be this be dad. There. But at the same time, he he can't be this man because he him. wasn't taught how to be a man. Mm-hmm. His daddy wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He was raised by my grandma, all my aunts, my great grandma. So it was like he didn't have any type of. Example or somebody to actually tell him what to do. And I hate to I hate to like stop you, but like that's where I get a little aggro. That's where I'll get pissed off. Come on, is like making an excuse for somebody just because they didn't have an example. Because at the end of the day, that kind of what Roderick threw to earlier. As gay men, we don't really have an example as to like how to navigate this and how to do this thing. But I'm still not a ain't shit nigga in my relationships. I'm still a good man. I still keep my word. I still show up when I say I'm going to show up. I still am faithful. I'm still all of these things without having that example. So I don't really have much sympathy or empathy for any man who was like, I wasn't a good father because I didn't know how to be. Well, sis, I don't know what to tell you. Figure it out. But you know what? I'll, I'll say this, that. Chase, though. But, because um, a lot of times mothers don't have a good example of how to be a mother, but they, they're they still great parents I at the same that, time. But at the same time, that person has to come to that point point, say, okay, I'm not doing this right. 
Now, what can I do? But some people never get to that point. But, and, that, and that's the point I was going to make is that it, it, even then, like some people, like I remember growing up gay, knowing that I don't fit in with these gay dudes here in Fayetteville. I go to college. I don't fit in with these gay dudes here. I'm so much more. But I didn't know how to be. I didn't know how to be myself or be this person that I felt was inside of me until I saw somebody do that outside of me so if, right. if they grow up and they don't see that and they don't ever have that impact in their life even if they want to be better sometimes a lot of us do, it's we're not the the generators of good personality some of us literally need somebody to show us who we should be because mm -hmm. even though we want to be more we don't know what it looks like we don't know what it feels like we don't know how it operates right so you know I, I never discounts discount somebody else's experience and how it impacts them because just the fact that you the fact that you want to be better mm -hmm. is something that a lot of us don't even take in consideration that's a gift to us right. because some people literally see their situation and their foresight is so short that they just think, okay, well, this that's is true. it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's they're true. not they're not struggling to try to find more. So that's that's a resource that you have in you. When I'm looking, I want to be a good boyfriend. I want to be a good man. I want to be a good father. Some guys don't have that because they don't have that imagination. They don't have that creativity. They're not. They don't have that urge. And if they don't have somebody feeding it to them, they're mm -hmm. never going to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's my daddy. He just turned sixty. He the same way. I'm saying by all means. I, I love my daddy. And like you said, I do anything for my daddy. But at the same time, it's just like I had to come to that realization. <laughs> 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 it's like I had to come to that realization. This is who he is. Right. Yeah. He, he it, when I said something about oh I'm moving away. What you mean? What you gonna move away? How you gonna do this? How you gonna do that? Da, 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 da. He he can't he can't see taking a big jump like that right. he, he's not that's, that's not that's not his world mm. you know what's interesting i noticed that you guys all three of you guys have said something that i i, I haven't said and no, i can't remember the last time i said it i love my dad i i can't say that and it's not because again just because there's not necessarily a love there it's not that there's a hate it's just mm -hmm. a kind of it's it, more of an indifference, indifference yeah. i'm just like okay he exists cool that kind of thing um like and this might sound really bad forgive me if this comes across ugly because it's not meant to be but if like one of my siblings called me today. I was like, yo, you know, um, Pops passed away. Um, the funeral is such and such. I'd be like, well, that's unfortunate. I will not be in attendance. Like, that's how I'd be about my grandma. And it's not. <laughs> 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 Come on, saints. Come on, saints. I would be sitting at the funeral saying, like this. <laughs> Lord knows I want to speak. I'm going to tell the world how she was. But no, because, I mean, the real. Give your two minutes, you know baby. Give your two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not about to, like, you know, uh, disrupt my life and go. It's just not something that I want to do. I was like, you know what? Like, you know, peace to you guys, love to you guys and everything, but I'm not going to be there. Um, there's no need for me to be there. Why do I, why, why am I going? Well, I don't I know, I don't know him. That's how it was with my grandfather. I did not go to his funeral. My grandfather on my father's side, mm -hmm. I didn't go, to, he died when I was in 11th grade. I didn't go to his funeral because I literally did not know this man. I think I met him one time where I yeah, could cool. remember as an adult. Yeah, God bless you. Not, I mean, I took that day off from school, granted. <laughs> but, um, yes. I didn't go to that either because it's like, I don't know you. You never really try to be in yeah. my life. So why am I going to be around this environment with people? So I totally understand you there. Right. You had to tell your question Yes, I have a question. So I understand you said you're good with yeah, you yeah. your daddy. So if he called you and said, look, I'm sorry. We didn't have the relationship that I felt like we needed to have. I want us to start building a relationship. Would you be open to receive that? Or would you be, oh, no, I'm good? Here's the thing. 
because of my upbringing um, and my experience with him, I am a man of my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I can't do it, if something comes up, I'm going to let you know, hey, this is what's going on. I can't do it. This is what I'm going to do in lieu of that. Um, my father is not a man of his word. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does not expect me to be one either. Here's why I say that. A couple years ago, it's probably been almost three years ago since I've, it was, I first moved to Charlotte. He called me um, and we spoke. And this was a conversation that I wanted to have with him in person, mm-hmm. but never got the chance to. I, have not, I haven't seen my father since I was 18. And before that, I think I was 16. And before that, God, who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to sit him down and talk to him about particular things that went on in our relationship that I didn't appreciate, didn't get the chance to. So we had the conversation over the phone, which I, I hate doing, but we did it. And at the end of the conversation, I said to him, like, yo, I'm not mad at you. You and I are good. We're totally fine. Um, at this point, if you want to and are willing to have a relationship and you want to move forward, I'm totally open to that. If not, that's cool, too. I said, the only thing I require from you is consistency. If you're not going to be consistent, then let's not even do this. And he said, you know what? That's cool. I agree. I'm going to be consistent. We're going to have a relationship. We're going to do this. I said, great, let's do it. So I think maybe like another week or two went by. You know, he would like text me and stuff here and there. He reached out. He called. We spoke like once one time after that. I mean, it was okay. It was cool. Um, And then I heard nothing from him. Wait, wait, hold up. We went back to what it was. And I said, cool, this is where we are. I told you, I I set my boundary. And I said, this is what's going to happen. And you can't cross this line. And you chose to cross that line. I'm going to keep my word. I'm good. And so didn't really hear from him until I think one of my sisters or stepsisters or something heard about my health situation last year when I had my my brain surgery. Mm -hmm. And... All of a sudden, my phone is blowing up. You know, he's calling my mom's phone number, her house, just trying to try to get in contact. And I told her, I said, don't you answer that phone. Don't answer the phone. She wouldn't answer it. And I remember I was recovering at home after my surgery, sitting there. She was sitting on the couch next to me. He sent me a text message that was pretty passive aggressive, very entitled of him to say pretty much, how dare you not let me know how my child is doing. How do you not let me know how you're doing? You could you could be dead. Anything could have happened I wouldn't have known. And I was like, I didn't respond, but I let my mom see it. And this was probably the first time I got angry with him. I was like, how fucking dare you be entitled to anything that has to do with me? Because you know what? In all those years that you weren't checking on me, something could happen to me then. Yeah. I, could, I could have been dead five years ago. You wouldn't know. So that how fucking God. dare you? So at this point, not only do we have to address the years of stuff you've done before, now I got to address how you thought you could talk to me crazy. Now we got to address it. Now we have to address the fact that you violated me once I set a boundary and I said, be consistent. You gave me a word and said you would be and you weren't. I don't think he can handle that because I'm not fucking around. Okay. Uh, Damn, that was intense. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you kind of turned me on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Chase, you could get it over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think y'all are stupid. I, 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 I think. Let me. Let me look, I, I'm just going. I think this is the, the the best thing I can say in this conversation. That if your father truly knew better, truly knew better. Oh, you know he can't take it. He can't swallow it. I know, that. but you I'm know sorry. what? I mean, I, no, no, no. Because I have two different things to to say. But first of all, first and foremost, because I'm just a, I'm, I'm. <laughs> I'm just a person that I'm, I'm always trying to think from somebody else's perspective mm-hmm. and it's not me trying to play devil's advocate because that's annoying 
But I truly Jamil, believe, okay. did you hear that? Okay. <laughs> but love you. Um, if he truly knew better, and when I say truly knew better, if he truly knew what his inconsistency did to you, and 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 it related to the goals or the trajectory of your experience, and and it really like clicked for him and made sense, and then he had the determination and the willpower to keep up with that. I honestly do think that any person that thinks that they're entitled, that entitled to keep calling you back to back to back to wonder and care about what's going on, because he cares a little bit. He has no, I'm not to. saying he doesn't care. So, I'm not saying. I, I I think that he does care. And you're, you have every right to feel pissed off and be reluctant in opening up. But at the same time, you have to understand that he does not know the depth of the impact because he feel if he feel like it's okay to send you that text message and say I'm your fucking father, you need to tell me what's going on. He also is the same person that feels something for you mm-hmm. and just doesn't know how to do the right work right. behind it and, and can't make the connection of the fuck ups he did and then and how it's how it's pushing you away now. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but here's the thing. It's like, you know, when someone goes in to take a test Mm -hmm. and I literally give you the answer key. So he and I had a conversation, that last conversation we had, and I expressed to him. Mm -hmm. I gave him the answers to the test. I said, Mm -hmm. this is how you move forward. This is what I need from you. I gave him that. So you can't tell me at this point that I don't know. What you can tell me is that I heard what you said. Mm-hmm. I didn't take you seriously. I didn't think it was that deep. And I didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I would appreciate that That's more than you... more than you saying, oh, I didn't know. Because, sis, you knew. But the thing is. <laughs> I keep saying sis. But the thing, you know what it's so, but it's not just you. Like, and I think that's why Damn. you, it's probably, how many relationships do you think your father has fucked up doing the same shit to you? That he's probably done to a girlfriend or ex or maybe one of his well, other kids. He's been with my my stepmom since I was four. He's been with her since I was four. But so, you did, but do you think honestly? Just think about it. That kind of man that like the kind of man that think it's okay to make those connections. Your stepmama probably ain't as happy as Bobby what you think she is. Simply because I'm sure they've had some some moments. Yeah, because she don't fuck around. But that says a lot about who your father is and the person. And this is, again, this is going to sound, when I get in situations like this, I'd be like, uh, I'm going to say, you having a hard time over there, girl? Yes, I am. I'm such a man. Uh, y'all y'all going to finish both of these bottles of wine, y'all. Girl, just, this is deep. <laughs> no, um, I don't really, it doesn't really occur to me, I don't really care, like, what his other relationships are like. I don't care. It really is no, I, I don't. I know that sounds bad, but okay. you know, I, I did not like honestly like this is turning into a daddy episode. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, it is. This is like we black, we got daddy issues. This is like, a, <laughs> but I'm gonna say the last thing I was gonna I say. I went is, four minutes already. Oh shit, okay, crazy, right? I'm gonna I'm I'm end my little little comment was it's a funny thing being an adult and trying to build relationships because when you're an adult, you try to hold people to a certain standard, mm-hmm. hold them accountable for what they say, mm-hmm. but also, and especially when they disappoint you, but then also, in order to be in a position to gain relationships with people, you have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So there's no, oh, you did this, so you pissed me off, so I'm going to close the door. Mm-hmm. You can't expect a relationship to come, come out of that. But I don't want to relate. Well, no, there's nothing wrong. No, no, I'm not saying that. Oh, I was just, in general? general. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I was just one, I was, it just hit my mind like, okay, I mean, what you, what you, what's happening is completely natural to me, and it makes sense. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. But you know how we are adults now, and and 
what you know people say this and they don't keep their word and it's like okay fuck it I try to give you a relationship but then you know a lot of us like <laughs> Dimitri over here holding up his middle finger and shit like and I'm so I'm such a fan but, like, but then you know a lot of us say that I'm, I'm cool we cool we can we can be cool but then it's like you know you're only gonna get what so far from me because I don't cut you off but you know what it's so crazy because I asked my friend Ashley Okay. One day I asked her, I said, um, do you think I'm mean? And she was like, to who? So which automatically like, oh, okay. So maybe she <laughs> is feeling like I'm mean. <laughs> so I was like, well, to you. She was like, no. I said, so who do you think I'm mean to? She said, I think you're mean to men. I said, oh, okay. Wow. Mean to men. Yes. What? They over here acting up. Don't pay them no attention. <laughs> so I was you like, oh, okay. Nice. I was like, so... How did you get that? She said, because she said, anytime a man come over here, she said, you give him a hard time. She said, Shmi, you literally give a man the business. She said, but you always have you know come back something, I noticed that too. I, now that and she and says she that. Said, and, and I'm saying automatic, you want to give like some type of rebuttal. Uh-huh. But I sat there and I was like, maybe you, you know do. What? I do. But you know, but what? I didn't think about it. So, question. <laughs> Do you think that it, do you think it stems from the fact that you think men should act a certain way and I hold do. themselves to a certain account and that's why you're so snappy? I so do. when you finally meet a dude that acts the same way that you the acts the way that you perceive him perceive he should, then you're like, oh, okay, and you and like that that snappiness kind of go away. And that's how I got Sarai. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know how that is. Right. Uh, I, yeah. But all right. Yeah. So, um, just so this episode isn't about one thing in particular, because, okay, real quick, what I'm going to probably want to do, because I have so much I want to talk about here, um, this will be like part pass. one. Yeah, and then, we'll do a part two. yeah, we'll do a part two. Okay. Um, if you guys want to come back like next week, we can do this episode again okay. and talk about I'm other down. stuff. I I'm think that'd be pretty cool. I don't want to do it with a different group, I think mm-hmm. this is a good group for this. Yeah. Okay, um, but before we move on, um, I, you know what? Damn, I didn't even talk about my biggest struggle, I didn't do that. Um, mine, or yours, we didn't even do that. Oh my god, you know what? Let's just let's just finish that out. Let's let, let's make that the episode what our biggest struggles are. So, okay. um, Dimitri, go ahead. What's your biggest hey, struggle? Yo. <laughs> my you biggest go. struggle has been. It's been my weight issues and um, body issues and, you know. Can I pause you real quick? Mm -hmm. Because, like, that is literally the next thing on my list. And I was like, I'm going to save that to next week. (laughs) Because I think all four of us struggle with that. But go ahead. Hold on, bitch. I was okay. <laughs> no, I, listen. I'm playing. <laughs> I on, said, what? Fuck like you, me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this shit about the big girls, so we can all comment on that. <laughs> but honestly, my you know body image insecurities has been something ever since I was small. Like, and the thing is, this is the biggest I've ever been in my life. Well, maybe I got a little smaller, but and I don't know why. Um, and that's one thing my friends, because even after I've gained weight, because, you know, my friends are always commenting on our weight. Always talk shit. You know the girls like to mention your weight now. They do. But that's always been one of the biggest things. I think I've struggled with that ever since probably, like, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. You know, in the gym, like, you know, we dressing out, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm probably, like, I'm frail, skinny little piece of bone. Never but in my life. I would always suck in Never. my stomach. Like, cause the Same. Bo- the boys had six-pack, but I know I didn't have a six-pack. Right. But 
I had to suck in my stomach to make sure it was always flat. Same. I suck in my stomach so much, I don't even know I'm doing it anymore. Me too. That's the thing, girl. <laughs> Bitch, be trying to be snatched. Okay? <laughs> Y'all, that's how you build ab muscles. That's how you don't. You can't suck it in and like suck your gut. You have to suck it in. Suck and, and tighten. Tight. Tight. Everything, tight. Yeah, suck and tight. That's not how you get ab muscles. That's how it looks. No, you got to suck and tight. Suck and tighten up your abs. Like, I'm telling y'all, that's how it looks natural. You be having sex, you be sucking it in. You be trying to bend over, you sucking it in. I ain't gonna lie, at that point, if if, if we having sex, listen, you look, fuck that shit. (laughs) Fuck it. it There ain't nothing worse than a man holding you. He get a little push, (laughs) and you try to slowly suck it back in. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, you know what? My life life has been, I was 70 pounds... At whatever age it was, <laughs> but bitch, it's like a hundred pound completely left. I mean, I came and gone. Like, bitch, I haven't seen a hundred pounds since I was in fifth grade. Wow, I was wow. fifth. I was ten years old, yeah. weighing a hundred pounds. So I've always been thick my whole entire. I don't ever remember not feeling. Really? Well, at one point I didn't feel thick because I did put in the work. But I, I don't know. I think that's this a was big like three years ago. That's a big thing. But you know, I want to comment on I what you said so about your friends. Good. We think that shit is. I ain't never been that thin. That was a big deal. I have. <laughs> I've actually been smaller than that, Demetri. We I never, have. we don't, we discount and our friends' jokes, but our friends' jokes matter. I'm t- yeah, like, they I, do. eventually, they do. like, they I do. had to tell my friends because at one point they were like, you're not fat, you're not fat. And it's like, bitch, every time I talk to you and we start just, uh, talking Girl, you jokes. You picked up some weight. They love to say that. Oh, you know, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to fight just now. <laughs> the way you said it was like, <laughs> Roger and Demetri like, bitch, what the fuck you mean, huh? Huh? He's about to snatch all his edges. You know Jamil. Oh, girl, you put on some weight. I, I tell him not to do that. Yes. I don't like that. Yes, at all. my buttons. Be he be getting mad though. I touch <laughs> you know Jamil got a little pot belly, so every time he I touch does. his stomach, be like girl. blue. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all see here tomorrow. Y'all do that. I'm not gonna do that to him. <laughs> blue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's oh, so that's your like, biggest, your that's biggest thing. Been my biggest one, especially since I've gained weight. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I was the smallest one of my friends. So, you mm-hmm. know, a bitch in college, you know, I was skinny, Girl, light skinny. skin, big lips. The bitch thought she was better. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when a bitch get out of college and all my friends who, you know, I, I thought I was cuter than, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, bitch, you got a little weight on you. So now they always crack jokes at it or whatever. Bitch, I went through a whole episode where I was depressed. I tried to have an eating disorder for 24 hours. I can't never hold it. I can't. I try to be interested in bulimia. I just don't have the commitment. Yeah, I can't miss a girl. I already need a root canal. I can't fuck up my teeth no more. I don't have a commitment. I remember one time I I did a, um, it was a a cracker dad. A what? A cracker. A cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, you was hungry, wasn't you, girl? Because I know how you love food. I was like, oh, I'm still hungry. Like, what else can I get? So I got some sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> you the protein get you right. Yes. I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I was, it was crazy. You know what's crazy is like I remember, like I've always had that that type of body image issue as well. Like growing up, especially like in my like late teens, early twenties, mm-hmm. especially once I like came out. I was always like, okay, I'm damn, I'm big, I'm fat, I'm fat, my stomach ain't this, I ain't this, I ain't that. And then now I look back at those pictures from when I was like, you know, and I was like, please, I was, I was, I'll be looking at my college pictures. I was so ungrateful, guys. Right. You'd be like, damn, like, what the fuck is going on? What was I thinking? 
size again. Yeah, like what was oh I thinking? Gosh, I would kill somebody to be my size again. But only thing that's good for my weight gain is size. this ass. Yams on fleet. Bitch. But you know what? Like I got lucky with my friend today last night. We was outside drinking um out in the parking lot. I was like, bitch, I I love how thick my ass is. You know what though? Like I've always that's never been a problem. Even when I was small, I've always had like legs and ass. Always. Like I always had that. But I've always I used to think I did, but girl, now the ass that got now, I show y'all pictures of But you know, I see my thing is I've gotten fit and I've gotten like that V cut and all that stuff before. And when I did, I ain't had no booty. Well, I'm to me, I ain't had no booty. And I like, I wish I tell my friends all the time, my perfect it's a guy on Instagram called Thick Boy Problems. Shout out. Cause God, I pray all the time, please give me this boy's body. But wait a minute. He has a thin waist, thick thighs, fat ass, fat calves, like nice arm, guy. chest. Huh? Nathaniel Nor or something. I don't want to be that because his but his butt is unproportionate to his body. Yeah, that ass fat. Or like this boy than Kennedy something. He got a fat ass. But like but okay, so you guys have mentioned like social media and I thought about this as well. Like has it that it, 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 it lends does. to your, your body image issues Absolutely. at all? Like I know it does to me. Like, like look. Yeah. It makes me kind of be like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Dimitri. Put it away. You know what? It's so bad because I got to explain what just happened. Yo, Dimitri just pulled out his phone like and pulled yeah, out a new showing us his ass. His Put your phone bag. away. I'm a fan again. Oh my God. Did you post Is that a grid that you built? Yeah, this on Snapchat. I had to send this to my ex. Oh my god, what you a, missing? Dimitri. Oh my god. Cut it oh out. <laughs> Behave yourself. <sighs> okay. Um Oh, are you finished? <laughs> Y'all, the nigga be so mad that I saw that. Yeah, but by the way, my boy, my boyfriend is Dimitri's best friend. Yeah. They were on a show together that last time. Best friend. Best that's my best friend. That's, that's my best that's friend. That's Jamil's best friend. <laughs> that's All right. Um, What's your so, biggest thing, Chase? Uh, my biggest struggle. Uh, it's it. I've Is been it your biggest thing. No, it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me help you out. Let me help you out. Do you see my pinky? Get into it. It's not even half that size. Don't. It's my birthday. <laughs> Blow out the candle, girl. <laughs> Blow out the candle and turn around and eat the cake. <laughs> I've been I've been I've been telling Shamir for almost two years. I have a micro penis. You're not interested. I'm you don't saying, want it. You just put a rubber band around it tight. <laughs> Bitch, ain't nobody worried about the candle. We all ready for the cake. Oh my god! <laughs> Can we move on now? Can we? <laughs> so I've been go. I've been like going between two of them, um, and they kind of do. One of them has fed the other. So I'm going to tell you what the biggest one is and how it feeds the other one. Um, the, up, my up. biggest struggle. Pour it up. <laughs> my so biggest struggle has up. been um, recovering from my. Uh, my brain issue last year. That's mm-hmm. probably been the biggest struggle in my life. When you, um, number one, before I got diagnosed um, at a brain aneurysm, that's what it was. I don't know if you knew. Um, I was sick for like a year before that and I hit it. Um, so every day I would like have like major headaches and be like dizzy most of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, just like, like a. Celebrity. a Huh? What? You know, like a celebrity, like how T-Bows hid her. Um, sickle, sickle cell. Sickle cell. Right. Like a that's celebrity. Why her voice so deep. 
I'm, I'm sick for you, y'all. <laughs> I just didn't want people, like, first of all, I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't want to make, like, a big announcement about it and it not be something serious. Out? Huh? How did you find out? I'm about to tell you. So, what happened was, um, <laughs> no, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to laugh. All this was it saying? Was that saying? Yes. I'm about to tell you. So, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. But I didn't mean it like that. Oh my gosh. I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry, Denise. I'm sorry. <laughs> you forgive me? I'm sorry. Okay, good. <laughs> um so no, I was sick for like a year. <laughs> and then um so I was okay, like I was functional, and then it got to a point, as a matter of fact, it was around this time last year when I started getting very sick to the point where I couldn't, like, function. And so I said, let me go to the doctor and see what's happening. And so through, like, a course of, like, um, like, <laughs> like two months, two, three months, I uh, went to a neurologist mm -hmm. who sent me to um, get an MRI. And so they did two different MRIs on me, and the second one they did is where they found that I had an aneurysm in my brain. And so, I'm, glad to, I'm so happy you caught that. Me too. Because that's oh, no man. joke. It is not a joke at all. Um, and so, from that moment um, up until my surgery, like I lived in like a constant state of terror. Like mm -hmm. I always thought, like every little twinge of a headache I would have, everything that like felt, I was like, I'm about to die. It's about to happen. And um, I just wasn't myself. Like I lived in a constant state of terror all the time. Mm -hmm. And so after that, it's so interesting. I went to my surgery consult. I had a full-on meltdown in the doctor's office because I'm like, they about to be digging around in my fucking brain. I'm going to die on the table. And That's so my doctor scary. was like, he was like, you know, um, the surgery is is serious. He was like, but honestly, the hardest part of recovery is going to be the um, emotional, mental aspect of it. And while I'm sitting there, my mom happened to be there with me for that console. I was sitting, I didn't hear any of that, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. And so after, they had me on like, I'll be honest, I was on like an antidepressant, anti-anxiety. Um, up leading up to my surgery and for like a month after because I had to stay calm. I couldn't, like me being riled up, my blood pressure being raised would be something to cause the, cause the aneurysm to rupture and I could die. So I had to be calm. So um, after all of that, you know, the surgery happened and I went through my recovery and I was feeling pretty okay. I was having headaches here and there, but I felt okay. Um, and then I came off of the antidepressant, the Zoloft is what it was, came off of that. And about a week after, um, and it finally left my system, I remember I was walking, um, I was walking somewhere and I remember I was like, oh, those are feelings. Though that's like it feelings started coming back. And wow. before that, um, to give a little context, um, I had been dealing with depression and anxiety and did not know it mm -hmm. for my entire life. The anxiety was pretty new, but the depression was always there and I didn't know what it was. <clears throat> Until I went to go and get the Zoloft and my doctor, we had a conversation and we decided, hey, this is what you're dealing with. And so after um, coming off of the Zoloft, because I didn't like the way it made me felt, um, then it came back times 10. Mm -hmm. Not only was the depression and anxiety back, but now I'm dealing with a form of PTSD because of what I dealt with. Um, and that has been unbearable at, at times there are times when i literally i can't even like f like function getting out of the bed is a job like literally mm -hmm. getting myself out of the bed is it has taken me an hour just to get up 
sometimes. I just want to say this. Um, I've been there. Chase, I appreciate you going through what you went through and being strong enough to still be here and be here today. It's a beautiful thing that you have that much strength to go and one to be diagnosed with something that severe. Now I'm about to cry. (laughs) But then to be able to allow somebody to enter your body the way they had to and then to deal with the aftermath and to now be honest and open about Mm -hmm. it, that's a beautiful thing. And I appreciate that because that shows your strength. That that shows who you are on the inside. And it takes a whole lot. So I don't ever want that. To, I don't want you to get so caught up in your emotions that you don't appreciate how strong you are ever. It's, because that's uh, a lot. Like just, you know, anybody who's never, I've never had an invasive surgery like that. Mm-hmm. And just hearing you talk about it, it's just like, could I deal with somebody telling me I have this going on and then to sit for a fucking month? A month. To wait for mm. it to, for it to get corrected, and then to go into surgery that day, knowing that something could go wrong, and if it goes wrong, it absolutely changes everything. I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't think I would um I was gonna live. But you I really know what didn't. you did, and I and like, my thing is I appreciate it, and I'm so grateful. Thank to, you to be having this conversation with you because things could have went so. Oh left. yeah, they could have went bad. Um, and I, I you know tell you guys something today. Um, actually, no, no, no Friday. Uh, was my last day. It, Friday was six months for my surgery, and I had it went by fast. It and it was crazy. Um, it was six months, and I had to a week before my surgery up until Friday. I had to be on blood thinners to um, you know keep me from like clotting and having like a stroke and stuff like that. And so the past two days, I've been like kind of like freaking out because I haven't had to take a blood thinner anymore. And I'm like, okay, is something going to happen now? So today, before coming here, I was at the barber shop and I was sitting outside of the shop, um, and I still every day. Every single day, every day, I think I'm going to die every day. And I was sitting outside the shop and I started getting like a, um, like a, like a pain, like in my left like arm or my hand. And I'm like, am I about to have a stroke here? Like in the middle of the mall, like waiting for my barber to come like get me. Like I was, it, I carry this all the time. And, um, so it's difficult <clears throat> dealing with that. But um, you know, it's difficult, but you're strong, man. Like that, that, like, God is good, man. God yeah. is good because it. Yeah. I, if it wasn't for him, because who could who could deal with that? Exactly. That walking with that every day, but you do and you have the fact that you have and you do means you still can. You, I, you know, honest about it. Go ahead, Roderick. A lot, yeah, Roderick. Roderick he's get, he's getting me together today. He's getting me together. <laughs> but I, honestly, like if this had, I remember when it happened. Um, I when I got the diagnosis, I was like, now. This is, happens to me now, like, because everything in pretty much in my life is in place for the most part, except one thing that I that is bothersome to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was really inconvenienced by the fact that it's now. But then once I went through the situation, I was like, had this happened at any other point in my life, it would have completely derailed my entire life. The fact that I had the support that I had, man, like, it was unmatched. So he God used that situation to show me finally that i was not alone as alone as i thought i was so that You're that's a positive enough, man. like you like right. and I, I, I feel like throughout this conversation you don't give yourself enough credit 
That's why I keep saying what I'm saying. Like, you're not giving yourself enough credit because you can get all the fucking support you want, but at the end of the day, it's you in that room and four walls that you got to go to sleep with. Come on. And Chase, when you wake Chase up, don't do that. you Chase. don't give yourself enough credit. And it takes a lot Mm -mm. to deal with that. My anxiety is... Baby, let me tell you. You tell me I got an aneurysm. Y'all, I'm about to die. I'm about to die. (laughs) I'm calling everybody. I'm putting a status on Facebook. Bitch, I'm getting my last will and testament together. (laughs) Bitch, I'm getting free meals every day. You gonna pay for my last meal? (laughs) 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 Bitch, I'm... But my thing is, it it takes a lot. Like, and you know, it's, it's truly a beautiful thing when you see... You hear people say all the time that God only gives you what you can handle... Mm-hmm. But when you truly look at somebody handling something that you know you can't, right? <laughs> like you know, that's 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 a. I that's appreciate I appreciate you saying that. I really do. I'm um, sprinkling all this love on you. I just <laughs> yeah, it's honey, pour it out. Thank pour you. So yeah, so the the, in, the the other thing that it feeds, my other thing that I was that I struggle with all the time, um, was the um, like the. So my biggest fear, my biggest fear is dying alone. My biggest fear ever. Um, <laughs> Dimitri, stop it. <laughs> Dimitri over his arms, girl. That's your choice. That's your choice. <laughs> so um, the other thing that I struggle with in the one piece of my life that is missing, that I, is like I'm at a space where I want to share and I want to build with somebody, mm. and I don't have that. And so going through what I went through um, and and not having that was really difficult. Like, are, you, are you done? You know he didn't already show you that over. Oh my gosh! It was it was difficult. Um, so like one fear kind of feeds the other, you know, and and those things kind of work it together. And so I'm at, just at a space in my life where I'm dealing with that constantly. Like I can literally physically feel myself when I'm sliding into into a depression. Like I feel it happening. Um, and a lot of times I don't know what the trigger is, but sometimes the trigger is being alone. And it's not like some people. Oh, I'm so scared to be alone. It's not that I'm just tired of being alone. I'm tired of being by myself because everything that, that I do. Everything that I've 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 been in my entire life has always been me solo. It's always solo. And at, at 33, I'm just like, I'm just over that same old gig. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then on top of that, to know that you are, listen, I tell any dude I get with and it's getting serious, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm fucking amazing. I'm a great when it comes to like relationships. Yo, I love to say like when it comes to relationships, I do this. This is what I do. Like you ain't got to worry about shit. Like I'm a, I'm like I'm the guy that you always like dream of. I'm the guy that you always like. I want to have a dude like such and such. I'm him. But then I realize that guys don't really know what to do with me when they get me. They don't. They don't know how to handle me. They they like the kind. Of, they get scared. Like too good to be true. No bitch. This is me. Now I got a little bit of an anger problem. And you know I got I got my shit too, but I'm a good dude. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so um those those are those are the things that I struggle with the most is the constant, you know, feeling of I'm gonna die and the depression anxiety that comes along with what I've been through and the PTSD and then the um I'm just tired of being by myself, man. It's it's old. It's done. It's tired. You know, I thought as a gay man, I went through that mindset. Did a society gives you that if you gay, you're supposed to be promiscuous and then you're not supposed to be with anybody and I was like oh well maybe you ain't gotta be gay to do that because I didn't do it okay (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe but I thought if like another person tells me that like okay this is the time when you should be in your whole phase i that is not who i am it's not a whole phase that, that's right not i'm too old phase. for that shit Colleges. i'm too old for that shit and well, maybe, you know, maybe maybe a little after but the thing is like but like also that's never been me that's not who i am like and i'm not knocking nobody who's who who does it it's just not for me so i'm like I don't want to like just be out here fucking, huh? You like a tight hole. <laughs> 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 like this. <laughs> and not like this. And not like that. <laughs> Y'all so stupid. Um, okay, look, we are at like, um, damn, we got an hour and a half and like. And we still got 30 minutes, right? No, I'm not going to no, I'm not going to do a 2-hour show today. What I do want to do is um again, I want to invite you guys to come back next week and we're going to go through everything else. I already I got here. a babysitter too. Yes, you got a babysitter. Already. Yay. Okay. So we'll come back next week and we're going to um pick up where we left off and um damn, where's my my thing at? Um I got a question. Go for what it. What is something you would tell somebody that's dealt with Dealing with your struggle or what you confess, mm. what do you tell somebody that's in this oh, situation? Oh wow, we oh yeah, we all that's great. You, come you on, D. Meaty, you was delivering. Oh, a bitch got to come on. Come on, D. Meaty, I like that. Right, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Ayana. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> Girl, I was watching her the other day. She said, <laughs> she said, you want you want your mommy? Do you want your mommy? And the girl was like, yeah. You're not gonna get her. I'm telling you, she's okay. a trip. Oh, so me. Yeah. First, you started it out. Um, Finish it. First, I would just tell them that it's so much more to life than just this situation. I know we may put so much on our relationships, especially with the significant other, that we feel like we have to have them in order to do this thing called life. But at the end of the day, it's about us. We have to make the decisions that's going to prosper us, not just now, but in the future. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You need to close to my mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> just want to make sure they can hear you. That's all. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roderick. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Roderick. <laughs> Did you hear it? Did you hear it? <laughs> um, oh, stupid. In the famous words of Oprah, I think it was Oprah. Or, <laughs> was it Maya Angelou? It might have been An- Maya Angelou's Maya Angelou. Mother when Maya. Somebody show you. <clears throat> That's Maya girl. When somebody show you who they are, <laughs> believe them. The first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, just my 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 for my story. It was literally accept people for who they are and don't expect much more than what they give you, unless they ask for it and then you hold hold them accountable for it. That's it. Like don't. But even then, just don't expect more than what people give you, and then forgive them if you act, if you're asking for more than they can give, because that's what happened with me. Yes. Right? That's major. <laughs> so mine would be, bitch, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And understand that. Say um, that. Forget what your friends are saying. You know, forget the negative naysayers. You are beautiful. Embrace it. Stand in front of the mirror saying, bitch, you're beautiful. Say, I am somebody. Mm-hmm. Ain't them saying, somebody needs you. Um, really believe that. It's going to take some time. Write it down. Write how you're feeling. But do believe that you're beautiful because you are, you know, you are God's creation and you are a masterpiece, you know, just appreciate it. For me, um, I don't know because I'm still very deep in my shit. And so I don't really know what to say, but can I give you something? <laughs> and I had to say? no daddy around well, when I was growing up. 
<laughs> That's why I'm wild and I get fat. <laughs> Does anybody else know that song? Anybody? I or is this us? Okay. I love Tierra Marie. <laughs> um, I'll give you something to say. Go for it. Don't count yourself out at all. Mm-hmm. You're you're strong and you're worth it. Thank you, sir. Yes, you're is. never alone. Um, regardless yeah. of like what she said, um, Walona from Good Times. Come on, Walona. She may be alone, but she's not lonely. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you have people around you. You know, right, you right. have family, you have friends. So embrace those relationships and you know embrace the love that you have in those relationships mm-hmm. you know maybe that bitch ain't gonna snuggle you but you know every now and then a friend to come over and sleep as high you but really you are just the worst <laughs> i was waiting for it the whole time i was like when is it gonna happen when is it gonna happen i'll hold but you like really like you, know, <laughs> you got my number but like really you're not alone and just embrace those relationships you have embrace those family Embrace the family members around you because I do think as we get older, and this is kind of going back to the daddy thing, I guess mm-hmm. I posted up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you have to understand, especially when we get older into this age, people are dying. Mm-hmm. And yes. And death is real. People are young, old, mm-hmm. family members. Death does not, you know. Give a fuck about who you exactly. are. And it's deeper than I pain. Did not know that I was say it deeper than anger. <laughs> so it's like, you have to have to excuse me the country came out uh-huh. so you have to kind of like get past that and just establish whatever relationship you can with these people you know what I'm saying? because everybody say that tell you with the bullshit and you don't want to be, <laughs> be that person who's like when they die it's like oh my gosh i wish i would have like said something, yeah, like, say something. <laughs> i wish i would have saw aunt, my aunt so-and-so you I'm know? so sorry. No, it's okay, girl. Like, that is, that is no. Message. That was good. That, that was is, a good message. Girl. No, legit, legit. That's one of my favorite Real Housewives moments of all time. Like, was it? it was a it scheme was a that's hard set up. That talk to come take you with the bullshit. Like, bitch, what? Come take you with the bullshit. But she got out that dollar on my soapbox. It was a plan for Todd to come. Tell you, you with, with the, the bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> it was a scheme that Todd set up. I cannot. Oh my gosh. Y'all, I said that in church one time. <laughs> the pastor was hitting on I was like, can't tell you with the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Do y'all remember that moment? Oh, I love it. I love that's I my it was Bertha, too. right? It was on Bertha. <laughs> that's my favorite. Candy was looking at her like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> It was a scheme that taught. Okay, enough. <laughs> All right, so to close out the show, um, oh. we're gonna invite somebody to the cookout and uninvite somebody to the cookout. Mm. Um, I want to invite uh, the cast. Uh, I'm doing cast and crew today. Um, I want to invite the cast and crew of Grownish. Uh, no, okay. Beyonce can blow me. Okay, I can't with this. Hey, I'm not gonna do a whole nother. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to uh, invite the cast and crew of Gro- Grownish. Have you guys seen Grownish? I like Grownish. I started watching it literally Ooh, yesterday. Uh, uh, um, I had the entire Ooh, season uh, 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 DVR, and I was home yesterday and I watched it. To the left, to the left, <laughs> everything you own in the box. To the left, uh. sing it. <laughs> to the left, to the left, so everything you own in the box. To the left, louder. To the left, to the left, 
everything you own in the bathroom. Divas. <laughs> this show is trash. I'm a, a diva. I'm a, I'm a, hey, a diva. Bitch, let's, let's give a shout out to Beachella. I just had to interrupt that. They shouted that out last week, I, girl. I knew We did this last week already. That's why I'm over it. Did yes. You? That's why I'm over it. That was the mic one. With the, with the raggedy ass mic. mic. Oh, well, side. yeah. She deserves this, this week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> The cast and crew of Grownish, you guys are officially invited to the cookout. That show is great. I love Chloe. To piggyback off of Beyonce, I love Chloe and Haley. Hallie, even I know that. Girl, you tried that. I did. I did. Beyonce, okay? I said their names. No, the thing I like about the show is like everybody was saying, oh, it's kind of like a different world, 2.0. But then I watched Mm-mm. the show, and it is not at all like Mm-mm. a different world. I think it handles... Um, social issues in a much better way than a different world did. It yeah. gives a different. It's not just the black experience. It gives you like the uh, actual college experience. Because it's not HBCU. It's not because they did not talk about. I don't think they stressed about how she lost her virginity. They just kind of glazed over it really Especially quick. A bitch who waited to college. To right. It was That's really a quick. Whole lot. And then the fact that he broke well, up with her. Was it the same episode too. or the next episode? Like he broke up with her. Like within, within like this, the next episode. And I yeah. and it was like she but like cash, the, you can get me. <laughs> y'all all hoes in most America not so it's not so a big deal. But I do like the fact that they don't like make her like necessarily this like this goody two shoes everything is great like she popping pills she poppin like yeah. she fucking like she did I saw that episode like I think it's pretty cool and um I do enjoy she the got three boyfriends that's what I'm saying like the the back Once and forth of boyfriends y'all I thought one of them boys I said oh he looked like a smith. Don't he look like, you know, Luca, Jaden? Luca, yeah, he I does. Say, oh, he look just like a Smith. But you know what? Like, looking at the two of them, like, I, I know in the end she's going to go with, I forgot the other guy's the name. The one with the rat tail? She's going to go with the one with the rat tail at the end. Like at, The at, one that's at, barely paying her attention? Like, when the series That's is, where I am in the, in like the, the series. Like, when the series wraps up. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> By the time the series wraps up, she's going she's gonna to end up with him. But what I do like up. about Luca, it, the, the other guy Ooh. with the dreads, is... Trevor Jackson. <laughs> Trevor Jackson that's the name of real life hey, by the way he's got an album out and it's actually pretty good yeah I've heard him sing his ambiance is a good song um, but I, I like about Luca is the fact that he challenges her in a little bit of a different way like mm-hmm. he doesn't like like he chases her but he don't chase her mm-hmm. but I like I, the show was great anybody who hasn't seen it um, please watch it I literally binge okay. watched the whole thing yesterday and it was so it kept, it kept my attention the whole time it made me wish my college experience was better it made okay. me think like God would I do, did I do something wrong me, in college it made me wish I was skinny in college <laughs> I wish I was skinny. And she hair. be pulled up. She be pulled up. Like I love her fashion. Like I, yeah. it's it's, it's but but her that, hair. And you know what? That is the girl. problem that I had. That's the only because it don't critique. be like that. No, who got no no? What black girl goes to college? Well, okay, maybe there are, but it's not too many black girls that go to college that don't ever wear the same fucking damn outfit every weekend. But you gotta home. remember. <laughs> but no, you, you gotta remember. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you gotta think about it. Like she was on Blackish, and like her, she comes from her mom is a doctor. Her dad is like an yeah, ad executive, so they got money. Yeah, like yeah. that's the but that's the only part about it. like her college experiences. Wish I, what I wish I had, but I mm-hmm. know I'll never have. I, right, like, right. If I went to a PWI, yeah, I, would, I would never had that. No. It was great. Um, so yeah, um, I don't really have anybody to uninvite. Um, so I guess I'll just uninvite Beyonce and Beachella. I just, Girl, I just do that. Hey, hold on. I just do don't. that. Time, just time do it again. Just because I want to do it. Just because I feel like it. Do it again. <laughs> don't ever let it happen again. Beyonce is never. We're not. Uninvite that bitch. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not a beehive lunatic, but yes, I am. Yes, I'm gonna uninvite that hoe. 
who worked for uh, uh, 911 call center or whatever, and she was like hanging up on people because she didn't feel like because t- she didn't feel like being on the phone. Like, but no, like the real tea, the real tea, like the sad part is like somebody, somebody actually died. One of one of the callers like actually passed away. But she only got ten days in jail. That's all she got? That's all she wow, got. Wow, that's... Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought they was going to... I thought they was going to let her have it. Can I invite somebody else to the cookout? Invite somebody? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. I want to invite Starbucks. You want to invite them? Oh, for the hey, did y'all... No, but have y'all seen I think the, the video. The video, but no. Have y'all no, seen the, the tweets? Starbucks ain't having it. Starbucks is not They're having not it. They're not having it. I know I'm video. inviting yeah. Starbucks to yeah. the cookout for now. What, we're giving them a temporary invitation because we I haven't seen the whole see situation put, you know, come to fruition. But I saw those clapbacks on Twitter and I was like, y'all. Now, I, I like I like how they're handling they the situation. they got a black coffee cup now. The fact that they are literally shutting down like all of their stores, yeah. you know, one day to... to Train people properly on. The, I think it's a great thing. Is it a training day or are they just shutting it down? No, no. no it's, it's, it's a, a everybody has day. to attend it. It's a like mandatory a mandatory thing. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Like, I don't know any no, other corporation that would do that. I don't. Let's not even. Donald Trump. It's just disappointing. Yeah, it's just. He's a big disappointment. Did y'all did y'all cast the shade though? So you know Barbara Bush passed away, right? Yeah. And so she gave him shade before she left. No, not even that though. Like everybody, like all the like living presidents. The past presidents, they were there with their wives, and they did Uninvited. not. Donnie Even was not invited. Melania. Melania was there, but Donnie wasn't yes. invited. Don't come. Why did Full shade. Oh, that, you know what? Is that the picture where he she was, she was so sitting beside Obama? Yes. Exactly. And like that's the one that time. The I ex- I've never seen her so happy in my life. Never. <laughs> she, she was more happy. Ever around people who are smart. <laughs> 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 wow, this is what the hell sales you used to look like. You know what's great though is that like they show like a side by side picture of her at the, at the funeral, like super happy at somebody's funeral, but they're at the inauguration. <laughs> at the inauguration, this bitch was over it. Like <laughs> I'm just here with this. It was orange. great. So um, yes, at this just point, just call me James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, tell people where they can find you, silly. You can hit me up on. Oh God. Oh God, Black Planet. Yeah, I wanted to be. They did. They shut down back I wanted to be freaky on MySpace, but I couldn't. Um, y'all can catch me on Instagram r dot curry. That's r dot c u r i e. Um, on Instagram. That's me for now. That man that just came out. Yo, bruh. Hey Trey, bruh. What's up, nigga? I told you I had my little my my phone call for you. You know, Brittany Jeter is gonna be so damp when she listens to this. Damp. Yo, yo, baby, what's up, man? (laughs) (laughs) Dimitri, where where can they find you? Hey, (laughs) y'all. Y'all can follow me on. Hold up, I'm drunk. On Instagram. (laughs) 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 On Instagram at dmeaty d m e a t y d me dmeat. <laughs> and you can follow my from that page. You can follow my um, blog and my photography page. Yay! You know, yes, very good photographer. Chimmy Nochuri, where can they find you? Like you ever gonna show? You don't be on. I'm saying show. you know I barely know how to work Instagram, but my name is for now. You are in your thirty, sis. Why you act like you so old? Because I don't know how to work it. Girl, go ahead. How I'm can they find speaking, you? It's <laughs> all just speaking my truth like I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying yeah. So that's what. Find I'm doing. her on Instagram and just speaking my truth. Yeah, okay. Have you posted a picture with his hair yet? No. We gonna post one today. You wanna retake f- your picture today? Are you serious? I can't. Okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all have got y'all, 
Y'all got to see her with this hair. I like I mean, it. I've, 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 I've never loved her more. With I the color. When, I, when she came to that birthday party, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Yes, I chopped it off myself. And mm-hmm. color, that, mm-hmm. that color complements your skin tone. I actually, so can I say, like, uh, that's a color that I want to do. I've never done color, but I think I want to do yeah. that too. I think Every so. Every gay boy got to do it one time. I've never done color. But see, like, color. I've never had color, but I've had extensions. I've had braids. Like, I've done all of that. Oh, you, well, you Honey, had a weave, so that counts. I didn't have a weave. It was not a weave, darling. It was not a weave. Um, yeah, y'all gotta see Shamir in his hair. Yeah, we got. We got yeah, y'all see the promo. Oh, y'all! Picks. I was just so caught off guard because I was just used to seeing her one way, and I saw it. I said, "Oh wow!" And my thing is, you know, sometimes people people go bold and different, and it's mm-hmm. just wrong. And it's wrong, yeah. But I was like, "How you doing, Red?" Honey. <laughs> All right, so where you guys can find me on um, Instagram is at Chase Cassidy, Cassidy with a K. And you can also find me, us, rather, on the Cookout podcast on Instagram as well. It's the Cookout. That's where you can find us. Um, we'll do a Destiny's Child Harmony. Who will be Beyonce? I'll be Kelly. Girl, please. I'll be Beyonce. <laughs> And also, I mean, of course, you're listening to the show, so you know you can find us on SoundCloud, of course. I, You guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I really try to do this iTunes thing and get it, get that popping on iTunes, and it is not working out for me. I'm actively working on it. Y'all pray with me. If anybody knows iTunes, any way to do that, let me know. Anyway, so this is the end of the show. This is part one of this, and next week we're going to come back with the same cast and do this all over again and finish up The Struggle is Real. Um, so, yes, with that said... Uh, make somebody smile today and remember be nice asshole <laughs> <laughs> two snaps in the head yes queen <laughs> <laughs>